When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. Red Apple Podcast Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can listen to me, Dominic Carter, Sunday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., weeknights at midnight. A political perception seems to be fast becoming a political reality. This is my podcast. Let's go. There are those who are political opportunists that from the day I was elected, no matter what we did, they did everything to try to derail our city. It's the story that just won't go away and it will not. The nonstop headlines. If Eric Adams is forced to resign. Andrew Cuomo leads a pack of potential successors. Cuomo, the frontrunner for mayor in 2025. We're jumping the gun a lot, but are we? Cuomo wants back in bad. It's in his blood. And Adams is on the ropes. The FBI investigation, the migrant crisis, horrible poll numbers. Cuomo recently spoke to Cindy Adams and did the one-two sidestep. Okay, so there have been rumors that you are thinking of maybe running for mayor of New York. What is that? Is it a rumor? Are we thinking about that? Don't lie to me as you might have possibly before. Could you just (laughs) tell me an answer? (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes okay so so now we're into rumors okay Look, uh i support mayor adams mayor adams i still want to understand from law enforcement what they think he did wrong uh if this is about the mayor called the fire department to say can you uh, move a permit quickly in the bureaucracy If that's the crime, you're going to have to lock up every elected official because every elected official calls an agency and says, can you move faster? Uh, The way they have treated him, I think, is wrong. I've never heard. I was the attorney general. I've been around a long time. I was in the federal government. I've never heard of serving a mayor in public where you walk up to him and say, give me your telephones and your laptop. Normally you call the attorney, you send a subpoena. Uh, I think it was disrespectful. And when you do this to the mayor, you, uh, you inhibit his, jo- his ability to do his job, Cindy. And he has a big job to do. So uh, on top of everything else, you now put the mayor in a situation 
where he's not as strong as he should be. When he has to be fighting Washington, when he has to be fighting Albany uh, to take care of New York City. Perfect line from Andrew Cuomo with Cindy Adams that Eric Adams is a friend and he supports Adams for mayor. Translation, though, if Adams is gone out the way, Cuomo runs in a New York minute. More later from Andrew Cuomo with Cindy Adams on how New York has gone downhill so quickly. As for the mayor, no direct reply to Cuomo in this response, but he is rather taking on the critics and that talk of a possible federal indictment of him is nothing more than a media narrative. But we're not the ones investigating you, Mr. Mayor. I think that some of the folks who are calling you guys on weekends and yelling, you know, uh, uh, what's happening to Eric and what's going to happen to Eric that's feeding this. I'm focused on navigating this city. And there's people who know me. They know I have one attribute that I'm really proud of. How to put issues in compartments. Uh, My successful ability throughout my professional life of always having things going on and can stay focused. My taglines, stay focused, no distractions and grind is what I live by. And so when you get those calls, and I'm not sure if you were one of those that got the calls over the weekend. Um, I got the calls. I I got the calls. Yeah, yeah, you know. Some of you can raise your hand if you want to. I'm pretty sure all of you did. So there are those who are political opportunists that from the day I was elected, no matter what we did, they did everything to try to derail our city. And they've been consistent in it. And we know they've been consistent in it. And I've said this more than once, long before of this whole uh, uh, Turkish conversation uh, came up. There are people who wake up every day and say, how do I get the pilot of this plane to crash? These guys are on the plane. I don't know how many times I can say this. You should, people should be praying for me to land a plane. And I'm focused. I got a great team. We know our mission. And I think the greatest indicator of how focused we are Do you guys realize 86,000 of the over 150,000 migrant asylum seekers have been stabilized, moved out of our system? Over 50 percent of them? You're talking about with no help from the federal government. So when I hear people keep saying Eric is distracted, Eric is distracted, don't hope for me to just be distracted. I'm a steady hand at the will. And there are those in this city that I believe have their own political agenda and not the agenda of the people of this city. I have the agenda of the people of this city. This is the city that I protected as a police officer and I still love very much and I'm still going to be committed to serving them. Andrew, I've listened to you very carefully. I don't miss a word. I'm not sure you answered my question. Are you going to run against him for mayor? No, No, I support the mayor. And he's a friend, and I'm trying to help him every way I can. And uh, we should all support him, because if he doesn't do well, we don't do well, Cindy. This is starting to be more exciting than what the soap opera, as the world turns, used to be. 
Here is part of the extended conversation between Cindy Adams and Andrew Cuomo about the demise of New York. How did New York get so bad so quickly? New York City. That's a heck of a question. And I'll tell you, I'm writing, uh, I'm working on a piece uh, as a former HUD secretary. I was HUD secretary, Housing and Urban Development, which basically is in charge of all the cities. And uh, one thing I learned, cities are organic beings, right? Cities change. You and I, Cindy, we remember New York City of the 70s and the 80s and the 60s. Cities change. Post-COVID, there is a different reality for a city. And cities are going to have to understand that and remake themselves. Post-COVID, remote work, I don't have to go to the city anymore. Uh, The city was the place where my office was, and I had to go there. I don't have to go there anymore. And now... I only go there if I want to go there. So in New York City, the occupancy rate has dropped dramatically. They're not coming back to yeah. work five days a week or four days a week. Uh, and when you when you drop the occupancy, that hurts the office building, certainly, but the restaurant and the bar and the shoemaker, everybody suffers. Uh, And then you have issues in the city, uh, like crime, like homelessness, that are aggravating. I'm afraid uh, to go. Uh, I'm afraid of uh, some homeless who could be uh, dangerous. Yes, 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 yes. And this is now compounding the problem. So I'll stay home and I'll work. Or, Cindy, I'll move to a different place in the country because now i'm mobile baby Uh, i don't have to be in new york and i can move to another state where the taxes are lower and i don't have to shovel snow and i don't have to go out there in 10 degrees so but you can't have what new york has you can't have what new york has in cockamamie arizona new york is new york and i don't understand how it got so bad, so quickly. I was walking on Park Avenue the other day, and in front of a building in the 50s on Park Avenue, there was a guy flat out, whatever he was, dead or not dead, sleeping right on the sidewalk in front of a high-class building. What the hell is that? What is happening to the police? What is happening to us in general? What is happening to running the city of New York? Yeah. There's a lot of questions in there. Obviously. Yeah, well, I got nothing else to do but talk to you. So tell me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the homeless problem, uh, I started working on the homeless problem in my 20s, as you know. Uh, I've never seen it this bad. And I think you have uh, people who are more focused on the civil rights, uh, the abstract. I'll go back to the abstract progressives. The civil rights of a homeless person to lay on the sidewalk rather than the human right of a person to get the care that they need. Uh, How it's humane to say, well, that the person has a right to sleep on the park bench or a subway. If the person 
is mentally ill. You're not doing them any favors arguing their civil rights to be in a dangerous situation. Uh, The crime issue, we never recovered from the George Floyd incident, which traumatized this nation, which uh, disrupted the reputation between the police and the community, uh, and reduced the respect and the trust between the police community. And I don't think we've ever recovered. I think the police don't feel trusted by the community and they're reticent uh, to get involved because they think they can be second-guessed and criticized. Uh, you have that whole defund the police movement, yeah. Yeah. which was very big in New York City. Uh, we don't need police. You want to talk about uh, a, a non-productive, quote-unquote, progressive policy? Yeah, you don't need police uh, if you are in a situation where you're rich and living in an apartment building uh, in Manhattan. But if you're out in Queens or Brooklyn, uh, and you don't have any other support. When you dial 911, you want someone to come. So that defund the police happened at the same time. Uh, and we then have a quote unquote progressive mentality. Nobody should go to jail. You know, you have judges. Oh, that's an idiot. That's another idiot. Yeah. That's another imbecile. Yeah. Okay. So you put it all together with that post COVID situation. And the reduction in occupancy, and you have a real problem. And I'll tell you what's, what's going to tip it over, if we're not careful, is the finances. Because when you put on top of that a budget deficit, now you have a real problem. And Mayor Adams has a budget deficit. And I will tell you something, Cindy. How New York City got saddled with the migrant issue and New York City taxpayers are called upon to pay for the migrant issue, there is no legal, moral, or practical basis for that. The federal government was responsible for the migrant issue, and they should have been placing them, not that they show up on buses because some southern governor decides to send them to New York. They should be paying, they should be placing the state should be contributing. Why are they only in New York City? Why aren't they upstate? Why aren't they in other communities? Why just New York City? Where are the progressives arguing for the migrants saying they shouldn't all be stuck in a hotel in New York City? We have uh, cities upstate that are depopulated. We have agriculture upstate. Why aren't we bringing them upstate? It would be better for the migrants. You picked uh, Hochul. Why did you select Hochul? The, I selected her for lieutenant governor uh, was the selection that I made. Um, and uh, factually, uh, I was going, if I remained as governor, I was, I was going to make a change even in that. Uh, but it's not just the governor. You know, you're now in a different situation. You have a legislature that is more powerful than it has been in decades. And in many ways, uh, the question should go to them. And they are New York City residents. That's what I find interesting, Cindy. They're assemblymen and senators 
from New York City. Why are you having your constituents pay this cost, which has is, is no responsibility of New York City on top of everything else? You, this is where you're going to put the migrant problem? I mean, it's lunacy. It is really lunacy. And it's unfair. And it's all politics, see, because they want to concentrate the migrants in New York City because they don't want the political problem. I know that. I know that. Or in the Mid-Hudson or anywhere else. So you're, you're doing a disservice to the migrants, and you're overburdening New York City at a time when the city can't afford it because the migrant problem— the migrant problem aggravates the crime problem, aggravates the post-COVID problem where people don't want to come. Uh, and that's, go. That, that's the negative synergy. Former Governor Andrew Cuomo and Cindy Adams. Bottom line, folks, if Eric Adams is gone out the way, Andrew Cuomo will run for mayor and will win. The president of UPenn out of a job and her counterparts at Harvard and MIT should follow over the anti-Semitism issue. But for now, they are keeping their jobs. Liz McGill was the 27th leader of the nearly 3,000-year-old University of Pennsylvania, but she resigned in disgrace. And this video apology for her Washington testimony on anti-Semitism did not save her. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I wanna be clear a call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades, under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the Constitution and the law. In today's world, where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies, and Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment so all members of our community can thrive. We can and we will get this right. Sorry, Madam President, quote, we won't be doing anything. Liz McGill out as the president at UPenn. 
Megyn Kelly and former President Donald Trump are at it again. Kelly, after hosting the last GOP debate, appearing with Glenn Beck, said Trump has lost a step when it comes to mental competency. She's wrong, and we all know them's a fighting words for Trump. Do you think that Donald Trump has faded from where he was in 2020? Yeah, I do. Huh. I mean, I take him over Joe Biden any day of the week. Joe yeah, Biden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to you know, fill out this term, never mind a second. But there's no question Trump has lost a step, or multiple steps. He is confusing Joe Biden for Obama. I know he's now saying he intentionally did that. Go back and look at the clips. It wasn't intentional. It was very, it, look, any of us could have a slip of, of the tongue, but it's happening to him repeatedly. The reference about how somebody's going to get us into World War II, um, confusing countries, confusing cities where he is. And it's happening more and more. With all due respect to Trump, this is what happens when you're 77 years old. Yeah. Trump seems inhuman, but he's not inhuman. He's a human. He's a, he's a man. DeSantis' line about father time spares no one was a good one. Um, so, look, if it's between Trump and Biden, I don't think there's any question who's more fit and who's capable. But are we really going to pretend that Donald Trump is just as vibrant and mentally sharp as he was in 16? Uh, OK. Besides being wrong on Trump's mental status, here is something else where Megyn Kelly is not correct. No matter what happens, Trump is not going to jail, even if he is convicted he would be back in the White House as president by the time all the appeals play out. Again, Megyn Kelly with Glenn Beck. Do you think Trump is going to jail? Mm, I'm starting to worry. Um, I didn't. He's definitely going to get convicted in multiple uh, jurisdictions. But Andy McCarthy, who's very smart on these things, was pointing out that Judge Chutkin in D.C. in the federal case on um, J6. Yeah. You know he she hates him. That Everybody right. knows that. In D.C., the jury's going to hate him. That he thinks there's, a, there's some pretty good odds she will not release him from jail pending appeal after his likely conviction. So what does that do to the system? Glenn, that's why we have to have an undercard. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I they the they got to run all the way to the end. Somebody has got to run all the way to the end. We have to have an undercard. But we have to. I mean, it's that is going to that, that's just chaos oh, in riot. the streets. Oh yeah, there will the, um, America will burn if they put Trump in jail before this election. God it help will us. Burn. I don't want it. I I just see the reality the same as you do, and we are going to need the National Guard, city to city. You know, MAGA is going to rise up and there will be a lot of sympathizers who understand it and don't try to stop it. it. This woman cannot be allowed to do that. Megyn Kelly and former President Donald Trump play nice. We close with this very, very serious issue. And that is Israel's charge that Hamas used rape as a weapon of war October 7th. It is so true, accurate, and heartbreaking. Listen to this Sky News report that ends with the voice of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, but starts with a man that witnessed some of the bodies 
of the tortured, gang-raped Israeli women. What my eyes saw is only three young girls, and the way we, we saw them, the way we found them, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's been, they, they, they didn't just rape them and abuse them sexually. They humiliate them. In the way they killed them, executed them, murdered them. It's, it's, it's something that's, that monsters only do. One of the, the, the girls over there, they spread the fuel on her face and tortured her like she was a candle. The accounts of sexual violence are almost unspeakable. Women raped so violently that their pelvises broke. People shot in their genitalia. Young girls found bound, stripped and shot. Hamas vehemently denies its fighters raped anyone and it would contradict Islamic teaching. But Israeli experts believe that sexual violence was a deliberate tactic of genocide. It is seen as an extremely potent manner to achieve the ultimate humiliation and devastation for, of the enemy. The body of the woman is perceived to be as a symbol of the body of the nation. So violating, invading the body of women is taken as if the whole nation is being invaded and violated. Israel feels the world has been too slow to speak up and condemn acts of gender-based violence. I say to the women's rights organizations, to the human rights organizations, you've heard of the rape of Israeli women? Horrible atrocities, sexual mutilation? Where the hell are you? And Netanyahu is correct. World community, where the hell are you? And that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, folks, for joining us. If you are interested in my remarkable book on my life titled No Mama's Boy or even the Dominic Carter bobblehead doll, go to my website, all one word, DominicCarterOnline.com. DominicCarterOnline.com. If you order the book at my website rather than Amazon, I can personally sign it for you. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. Also, follow me on YouTube where you will see videos from me about this podcast and the radio show, youtube.com forward slash Dominic Carter. We will see you the next time. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, WABC. I gotta make it. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com.
Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall.